Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and with me are Trip and Mo. How you fellas doing? Chilling. Uh, you know, just kicking it. Yeah. Chilling, kicking yeah. it. We're hanging out, and we're going to talk about disaster preparedness. So Make sure all your immunizations are up to date. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure our backups are all configured yeah. and all that fun stuff. and All those things that we don't think about until it's way too late. Way too late. <laughs> until you're in the moment. And so Tripp and I both have kind of an IT background, and so we're mm. going to kind of try to put our heads together here and try to not really do a deep dive into, into the super-duper nerdy technical aspects of it, but try to really cover all the bases yeah. and, and you know give a top level view and i'm sure we can you know take questions in the future if anybody has any specific scenarios that they need help with but before we get into that i do have a couple of quick items that i want to hit here i'm going to actually i'm going to reach into the goodie bag yeah david's uh, <laughs> passionate dj <laughs> treasure emporium over here <laughs> First thing, now, Trip, you asked me for caffeine on the way here, so if you don't want this right now, I understand. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think there's caffeine in Corona. Yeah, oh, that is, a, that is a goodie bag. Ooh, yeah. Cerveza Masfina. Cerveza. So I've been spending a lot of time, you know, the past day or two. It's been actually a little bit summery, finally, and mm. so Corona seemed like a good Very appropriate. summer beer. I looked for Landshark, which is my favorite sort of, like, light, fizzy summer sure. beer, but they didn't have it at the gas stations. So. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have... But wait, Presents. there's more. <laughs> Whoa. This one's for you, Trip. This one's for you, Mr. Oh. Mo. These are the new Passionate DJ logo t-shirts. Swag, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, here, I'm going to turn nice. on the light real quick. So Tony's out today, so he, he doesn't get his today, but... His is on the way. Trip, I got you a the black shirt because I knew that you like to wear black. Oh yeah, Moses is like DJ a <laughs> Moses is like a light medium slate blue, and then I've got I'm rocking the uh, dark gray. That's nice. I love it. Now, one thing you'll notice from my shirt versus yours is my logo is slightly bigger because because he's the leader. This, well, this is the test print, and it goes over my man boobs, <laughs> and you can't see it very well. So hopefully yours. Yours are the second run, so you guys have to let me know how they fit on you. For sure. Thanks, boss. Yeah, no yeah, problem. No doubt. Yeah, they turned out really nice. Um, so this this shows a couple of the variants, and coming soon, we are going to have um, a, a lot more of this kind of passionate DJ swag. So I'm not going to give too much away, but we do have other logo gear and other stuff coming. Um, maybe a hoodie in there coming yes. soon. So yes. look out for that. <laughs> So yeah, that will. I'll be... take seven, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is not available. One for each day of the week. That's right. Not available currently to the to the public, but will be very very soon after this is published. So very keep cool. an eye out. All right, and the other announcement that I had is uh, obviously we have episode one hundred coming up very very soon. We're keeping kind of the general information about that one under wraps, but just know that we're putting a lot of effort into this one. We're trying to make it kind of a big deal, so we hope you guys will check it out, and you can hit up passionatedj.com forward slash 100, that's 100, to get the latest information on that, because not only are we doing, we're going to be doing a live recording, it's going to be a live show, I will say that much, 
So we'll have a place for you to sign up and to uh, be able to attend that if you'd like. We're also going to have a separate celebration. So um, that part hasn't been announced yet. We're going to have a different date for that. But just keep your eyes out for those of you who are local or semi-local and, you know, want to head over and have a little meet and greet and have some fun. So Come to my party. Come to- <laughs> Listen to my demo. Here's a flyer. Come to my party. Bring your SoundCloud URLs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what can go wrong? That's where I want to start. As, as far as DJing goes, at day of gig especially, what are the things that, that can go wrong? It depends. Is your, is, your, is your last name Murphy? Yeah. Your first name doesn't have to be do Charlie. You, do, you all, do you always drop the, the toast butter side down? <laughs> <laughs> if so, this episode's for you. And oh, so obviously, I mean, things that can happen like you know, hard drive failure. Well, not even before that. Like, you know, you get sick. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I, I've been I, I've had a couple incidences. Well, you even had one the other day where you said you were going to call and tag me in because you weren't mm-hmm. feeling too good a couple weeks ago. Yep, I was I was struggling. You heard it in my voice a few episodes ago because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the, that was a few. We recorded that that session a few days after that show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled through, but it was it was getting rough. Um, so yeah, your I mean your computer can become damaged, unbootable, stolen. Trust me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, going back um, to the non DJ stuff, I remember when we first met, you even had some car issues one time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean that was, you know, just uh, you know a gig that was like forty five minutes away. Uh, yeah, but I threw a rod, and you know that that that's kind of. Hard to, yeah, hard to recover from, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had to call the call the promoter and be like, you know, hey, uh, this really sucks. Uh, no, this is not what you want to hear. I need Uber and, fare added to my uh, <laughs> yeah contract. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Instead, that was a uh, uh, that was a AAA call. So mm. yeah, yeah, or, or even yeah. things like sick kids, or yeah. If, oh, yeah, if we have family situations, spouses that have to go to work. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden. Those things really happen. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool to bring your kids to the club and everything when they're old <laughs> enough, but you know it's kind of hard to pe- get a pack and play, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in, into club mask. <laughs> right. So I think, uh, but you know, I mean, we can come up with everything that could go wrong, but and and but there's not a, a resolution to everything. Um, you know, for example, you know, like when my car died, you know, I, I I ended up calling AAA and calling the promoter and just saying, Hey, I can't make this. Yeah. There is a point of no return. Right. You know, if you're sick, I mean, you know, depending on how sick you are, you know, (laughs) nobody wants you throwing up or even spreading your germs all over over the turntables. (laughs) You know, so when it comes to stuff like that, you know, um, in, you know, there's, that's just a fact of life, you know? Yep bad things happen and and it's how you recover from those bad things you know that you know kind of speaks to your character and helps you prepare a little bit better for the other stuff um the other stuff in this case you know like you had just said you know uh computer issues especially in the day in the digital age of djing right is probably one of the biggest things computer and and whatever your media is so you know removable usb media or uh external hard drive or something like that right Um, even cd you know wallet of cds for those of you are still using those right um you know you you really want to have a kind of a contingency contingency plan for all of that stuff to get lost damaged destroyed stolen 
corrupted in whatever way. So right. what do you guys use like as a backup for a show, like an alternative medium? Um, so for me, it varies because um, a lot of times I'm playing for people I usually I'm playing for people I know on some level. Okay. So I know what's, yeah, I, I know what contingency plans are already available. So for example, if, to, if Tony and Billy are throwing a three dimensional show, I know that Tony's going to have a rig there that's capable of playing, you know, I can plug in a DJM 900 and mm-hmm. some CDJs and I, I have all the drivers and stuff in place on my laptop to play in okay. tractor HID mode right off the bat. Um, okay. But I also might bring like a USB key with that same playlist exported onto it, uh, either in record box format or just having the tunes there just in case I need it for some other purpose or for a, sometimes if you're transitioning between two DJs that are using different controllers that don't have dual USB and you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Yep. Yep. Um, I used to keep a wallet of a couple of CDs around, but I don't even really do that anymore. I was going to say um, one of the things that I used to do and it was out of um, the experience of, of you know the the issues with Serato um, that everybody's uh, that everybody seemed to have you know on occasion. So like what um, what I had happen a few times was you know either uh, the person before me was you know having computer issues or I'm having computer mm-hmm. issues. So, okay. So what do we do to fill that time? Yeah. And, uh, so to your point, what I started doing at the time was I, I just kept carrying vinyl. So mm-hmm. then that way, no matter what, you know, and, and this was back when, you know, turntables were still the main the file format will be yeah. stable. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, when when the Serato switch off, you know, was you know uh, the going great awry. Migration. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so you know when one DJ to another, when that uh, transition was going awry, then you know at least we've got some vinyl that we can play. But then as CDJ started taking over a little bit more, um, you know, it, it was almost like uh, because of those experiences with the turntables. I started like going a little too far. So I had um, USB sticks and not just one, but two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because what if they're not linked? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember talking about that. Yeah. yeah we then, posted on Facebook and Tom Reed brought that up. Yeah. Uh, he says that he brings two to every gig in case they're not linked. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I've got my laptop, of course, and my Serato and all of that stuff. But then I don't carry vinyl anymore because I haven't really bought any vinyl in a long, 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 long time. So even like the vinyl that I do have, it's more indicative of the stuff that I was playing years ago, not yeah. necessarily yeah. what I'm playing now. Um, but uh, I, I will still throw um, burnt copies of the Serato time code. Mm. in my bag yeah that way i've got that just in case hid mode doesn't work mm. yep. for whatever reason i've seen that happen or you show up and you're like oh these are uh old denon or newmark players oh right. crap <laughs> right right and you put time code in anything and anything. It'll, it'll play that sound exactly. and you're fine and then oh, that- and then to your point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then to your point, um, you know, there for a little while, I was even carrying a few CDs of stuff, you know, just in case, you know, just in case. So there's no USB, the HID, the blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. You know, it was just like, but even that started to get kind of cumbersome. So I, I have found that, 
a happy place. Ninety nine percent of my issues as far as digital medium uh, is concerned is resolved by just carrying two mm. uh, USB drives. Yeah, it's it's gotten to the point where that has really. I mean, that's if you're just going to do one thing as far as gig redundancy, and we're going to come back to that topic. Yeah. But um, if you're only going to do one thing, make it that bring two one yeah preferably two USB usb keys with you in your bag or in your pocket at all times that have the same collection on it because even if you so your options are you can plug straight into a set of cdjs if they're new enough you can or you know denon prime players or whatever you happen to have access to right Um, if not you know say you play on tractor and your computer explodes well that has happened to me before (laughs) and what i've done is i said Tony, help! <laughs> I ran over and I took my USB key and I slapped it into yep. his. I created a tractor playlist. I dumped my stuff in there. Yep. And then I played my set. And then when it was done, I said delete playlist and it pulled it all out of his collection and it was nice and clean for him again. Right. You know, so right. one way or another, you can usually resolve you know quite a few problems just just by, by having those. that. Right. Um, what about so, like long term storage? What do you? Well, so let me, um, I want to go ahead and back up and just kind of rattle off these things that can possibly go wrong because we're already getting pretty, pretty far into solutions (laughs) here. Um, Just because I took the time to write them all down, so I might as well. (laughs) The nerd's kicking in. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, you know, obviously your computer can become damaged, unbootable, stolen. Your removable media or your hard drive can become corrupt or lost. Um, Of course, there's user error, which is stuff like accidentally deleting your collection or a file or something like that. Or an occupational hazard, like a drunk person <laughs> spills their entire drink into your mixer. It happens. has happened yeah, to you me. Had, it, you it had it happen early on. <laughs> yep. But like yeah. the second time I used my brand new Control S4 in 2011. Oh, wow. Nice yep, glass, of, glass of wine in there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, software and firmware updates can cause unforeseen problems. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, for DJs, because you have, you know, especially if you do stuff like integrate your collection with iTunes or some other third party management software that doesn't inherently talk to tractor or record box or whatever it is that you're using you got to be real careful with that uh, because you never know what you know even an apple os or mac os update comes out and it's like the first thing you see on all the dj blogs is don't upgrade to apple (laughs) mac os blah 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 yeah for all you newer cats out there if you want one piece of advice don't update as soon as the newest update comes out yeah or the day of a gig yeah i don't mess with anything at least three days out Updating any software, you know, I usually don't even mess with my laptop at all. I'm just actually, for that I've actually been told, and I'm I'm new to the the Mac OS, so, um, but I've actually been told by a few people that it don't even upgrade to the next version oh. um, until the next version until there's at mm. least one or two versions ahead, like a buffer. That's usually how it ends up working for me, yeah. anyway. Right. See, and, and me not knowing that, like when I bought this one, it already just came with Sierra. So I'm like installing everything. And I got a buddy who's all like, no, no! you got to go back to Yosemite. Well, you know <laughs> what I've found? Maybe it's just me, but I seem to have a lot less problems than everybody screams about when a new update like that comes out. Mm. So I have to attribute some of that to user error. User error yeah, or right. At the same time, or when you have a mis- specific. Right. They right, had some right. other issue or right. some other hardware combination or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where if this is a machine that I'm performing on, uh, I'm going to play it safe most of the time, right. Right. <laughs> you know, before I get up in front of a crowd and, and, and roll the dice. Yeah. 
Um, another thing that can happen is that you can encounter DJ gear that you're not familiar with. And so, you know, if you show up, oh, the, I was here to play on my controller, but there's only room for CDJs or, mm-hmm. or whatever your preferred format is. Oh, there's only turntables here or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's a Gemini. Mixer. First of all, that was a communication problem, yeah. you know, and, right. but now you're here. So what do you do? Yeah. It helps to, if you're able to play on everything, then it's much less of a problem. Or at least uh, well-versed enough to be flexible enough, you mm-hmm. know, so, so you don't I'm have talking to, about knowing how to beat match right, and right. what a cue point is and stuff uh, right. like that. And, yeah. and, you know, even if you've never touched a set of turntables, okay, so maybe that's, that's an issue, but, you know, if you've, at least had your hands on, you know, a set of turntables and or some CDJs of of whatever mm-hmm. brand or whatever. As long as you've got like the basics down, most of yeah. us can get by on whatever you throw. It's going to have a play button. It's going to have a cue button. It's going to have you know the pitch a fader. sync button. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, I, that that's been something that we've talked about before. You know, is. Yeah, it's great to have your setup and to have your workflow down and all of that. But then, what do you do when when you know you get thrown the curveball? Yeah, do you sink or swim? The one that happens to me all the time, embarrassingly, and I'm kind of glad Tony's not here to make fun of me because I've done this to him <laughs> probably a hundred times now. <laughs> Losing or forgetting cables, hardware adapters, um, headphones adapters is a big one. Yeah, <laughs> I've right. left that one at home like a million times. I have like five extra ones in my bag now just so I can keep losing them and it's okay. Some, you keep some in your car too? <laughs> no, but that's a good idea. I keep one in my glove box. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, now it's it's kind of nice because a lot of mixers and controllers are putting both you yeah. know sizes on there. Yeah. Which, well, thank God. You use a checklist, right, dude? Um, I, I don't... Always. Okay. Um, I probably should. I, I learned. I I kind of took that mentality from you, and I actually have boxes. Okay. That I keep everything in. Yeah, that's kind of how boxes go into a big ass box. That, that's kind of how big ass box it. stays yep. closed. Mm. It, when, when either until I'm at the show, or I'm leaving the show. Right. Yeah. So it, it never gets open. When even when I come home, I don't open it. Right. Yeah, right. I, I keep everything in my DJ bag that I need for any particular gig, plus like a toothbrush and toothpaste and just like a couple of random things in there in case I don't make it home right, <laughs> anytime right. soon or whatever. <laughs> you want to play the afters? Oh God, I've been drinking beer and eating snacks for 12 hours and I just got to brush my teeth, man. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a, a literal checklist though. I think it's a good idea and mm. I, I probably will do that, but it, it's, I keep a separate so I have my DJ bag and I keep everything in there that uh-huh. I need for the random gig. And then I have a, another kind of carry bag that has all the stuff that I would need for, say, a mobile gig. Okay. So it's got an extra set of uh, three pin power cables, you know, like the PC power mm-hmm. cables, mm-hmm. Um, an extra set of ex- lo- very long XLRs, an extra set of everything in there so that I can leave my setup at home the way it is. I just unplug it. But then I have a second set ready to go. I can just there walk out with. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that can happen is you can you can just get screwed by a promoter or ma- manager or no. wedding planner, no. bride, no. mother of the bride. No, no. everybody no. is always <laughs> honest and forthright and understands and all un- the terms that you discussed. That's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if something goes wrong, it's obviously like your the DJ's fault. fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And then, of course, said no DJ ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. 
Then, of course, the last point is that um, we don't always know what's going to go wrong. And oh, so we yeah. want to cover as many of the bases as we can and kind of arm ourselves with knowledge and, and stuff and prepare as much ahead of time as we can so that we can mitigate and against the unknown. Oh, yeah. And again, we've been doing this for a while. Um, so newer, newer DJs out there, you're, n- you're not going to instantly have all this redundancy built in, whether it be equipment no. yeah. or, or gear like that. Um, but that's a goal to have. Right. Um, in order to maintain your capacity to overcome any yeah. of these incidents that will will occur. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Mo, because that, that's an important point that we should hit right off the bat is, you know, we're going to make a lot of suggestions, and I don't think any of us are suggesting, stop DJing right now and Until implement all, all these, these changes. Things. Right, right. You know, because uh, if you follow everything that we tell you, it's going to be ridiculous, and you might as well put on a tinfoil hat. And You know right, what I mean? Right. It's like, okay, let's be reasonable. If this is something, if this is a really, really big deal gig, you're probably going to want to follow more of these rules. Right. If, the, you know, if, the, if you make your living as a DJ or you play multiple gigs a week or something like that, yeah. then you're probably going to want to have multiple levels of redundancy because that's more opportunity for things to go wrong and so exactly. on. So do whatever is going to make sense for your scenario. Yeah. And, um, I do have one scenario uh, just to kind of touch on that. We don't always know what's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick story. For those of you who are newer to DJing and electronic music and raves and all of that stuff, um, several, several, several years ago, they believe it or not, Uncle Sam was not as friendly towards us <laughs> yeah really yeah you know for some odd reason they thought that we were like doing something wrong you know by dancing to four four music and, yeah. <laughs> and and driving 100 miles to listen to said music right right um uh i have been at at shows where the police or uh in one instance it was uh the national guard comes in <laughs> And they are shutting our asses down. Mm. And, you know, um, that's something that you don't really prepare for. But I've also been at one where I was shot at with uh, rubber bullets and tear gas. Oh, my. (laughs) I don't have any suggestions for that. (laughs) To be perfectly (laughs) blunt, there are no suggestions for that. (laughs) Uh, Except for when dealing with CS gas... (laughs) Yeah, don't rub your eyes. Don't rub your eyes. Use your shirt to try to filter as much as possible yeah. and get away from it ASAP. Yes. If possible, get your shirt moist. Well, hold on. This is going to like a readiness mission. That's oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Let me back out a Just little bit. Just got real military. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's talk uh, computer data backups stuff because that's really where we want to start, I think, as far as general long-term protection of your own stuff. You know, right. your and, and music collection that you've hopefully spent money on <laughs> and right. software that you've purchased and right. your and, data. And it, Right. That's what I was going to say. Just data in general. I mean, this is just going to be good advice for the uh, for the proper care, maintenance and and um, and retention of your own data, no matter what it is. I mean, that yeah. could be your 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 taxes and and, you pictures. know, pictures yeah. and all of all of this stuff. Um, but you know, obviously in the context of this show, you know, um, uh, with a focus on the music. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like whole machine backups, Mm -hmm. like entire computer backups, you know, we're all Mac users at this point. Does that hurt to hear me say that? 
No. No? You, you feeling all right about it? I'm loving it. Good. Like Good. I, th- I, I thought you would, man. I still don't love the price tag. Yeah. The well, nobody tax. does. Yeah. yeah. But um but I'm totally justifying it in that, you know, uh for the model that I bought and for the specs that are on it. Yeah, you did I, good. And I've been really, you know, yeah, I was jealous of what you picked up because I paid that same price and I'm about half the hard drive size really? that you have. Yeah, and I've been really sticking it to it with uh, with Ableton and production yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And I mean, it, it it doesn't skip a beat. So I mean, I'm 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 more than happy with it. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the reason that modern laptops are are pretty snappy now is because most of them are solid state yeah. drives by right. now, right. and that also does help with this data issue that we're talking about integrity. because right. yeah the the integrity of your data is, is somewhat more secure because you don't have a bunch of moving, moving parts, parts and right. an actual spindle with magnetic <laughs> data only, on it the only thing i will say to that point which is um uh the the, the caveat to that is uh solid state drives uh use a different uh type of storage technology. So you have to be really careful about, um, if a solid state fails and you need to have it recovered, the last thing you want to do is keep messing with it. (laughs) You don't want to keep plugging it in. You don't want to keep doing a bunch of, uh, restores from backups and things like that. And you, you ran into this like not too long ago, right? Oh yeah. Cause no, I, I've never, so I've, I've been out of the IT game for a couple years. And right. so when I was in it, solid state was around, but it wasn't like everybody's machine was solid state. Right. And so let alone having to recover any by then. Yeah. So I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Is it because it doesn't do so much se- sequential writing? Is it, does it scatter it and it buffers it? So right? the way I understand it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a hardware guy, but the way it's been explained to me by people who do this for a living is that once, um, it's so take a, a typical spinning arm drive. Uh, what happens is as that arm writes that data over, it's, there's still the data that was there before it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's never gone unless it's had zeros written over it. Exactly. Or something else. Or something else. Right. So. Or a magnetic field. uh, Right. A degaussing machine. And (laughs) even then. There's still Yeah. You'd be surprised what you can, what you can get out of it. Um, But with solid state, it's different. Once you write over something, it's gone. So at least without some very forensic, serious forensic yeah, uh, like clean rooms and a thousand dollars later, you know, but with, with right with our, with, with whatever is available to the consumer as far as data recovery, uh, software. Um, once you've written over a file, even if you see it, it's most likely been corrupted to the point yeah. where it's not even usable. Yeah. So, um, so that's the one danger of solid state. But in all honesty, as long as you're taking all of the other precautions that we're about to talk about, uh, the benefits way out outweigh the uh, yeah. the cons. It's a lot easier to talk the talk than it is to actually make Absolutely. sure you have constant but, backups of all that stuff. We can preach it all day long, but we're all guilty of it. As a former sysadmin, I, I feel like scolding everybody for their poor backup practices, sure. but I it, I do it all the time. I have a lot of stuff at home right now that I know needs to be backed up yep. that I'm not, you know. So what, you well, know, what we want to do is make sure. 
make sure we tell everybody what the risks are when you operate in this way you know i don't even think it really requires scolding even i mean sometimes it just takes getting burned yeah and And that's what i was gonna say and then and then you scold yourself you know i mean because people can preach it till they're blue in the face but you know once something's not booting up or because all of your files are suddenly gone you know then and only then are you like sitting there going, man, I wish I would have listened to my IT guy. Yeah, the only <laughs> time you're ever going to value having a stable backup system is when you need it. Is when you need it yep. because yep. once you get burned, because it happened while I was deployed. It's painfully boring yeah. and uninteresting to worry about when you when when it's not a problem. Yeah, right. that's I, that's the issue. <laughs> yeah, for some you know for some odd reason, my wife convinced me to take two laptops laptops with me when I deployed, and I mm. did. I didn't really want to, but I was getting ready for a show. The, the day prior and my and my PC wouldn't boot up. Oh, yeah. but I had, you know, I had some of the stuff backed up on USB, but a lot of the stuff I lost, you know, all that time gridding and labeling and all that stuff just like went, went tits. And then I stopped doing that. <laughs> I made sure I backed up everything. It sounds to me like uh, Mel Dingo is crucial to your operation totally. over there. She's yeah. got all the, the redundancy <laughs> she, points yeah. covered. She, she is like, <laughs> Like I'm like a kite in a in a storm, and she just holding me down the whole time, <laughs> keeping me anchored. Love well, you, luckily baby. for us Apple users, um, you know, Mac OS really has a lot of this covered, and makes it really easy because we get to use Time Machine. Well, it's it's hauntingly easy. Yeah, because right. it just asks you, would you like to back up? And you're like, yes. Yeah. And then, Are there and, any and, and drives it, you don't want to back yeah. up? This one. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then it just works. I mean, it literally, I know that's what Apple, it just works. Right. It does. It just happens. You make sure your drive's plugged in. It's it's hauntingly seamless. Yeah. Well, so the only thing you, ha- you know, the, the first backup's going to take a while, just like the first backup of any, mm-hmm. anything. Of anything, yeah. Um, but it does iterative backups once you've got that first one. In other words, anything that's changed since the last Time Machine backup that you made, it will back up. And we'll version that depending on what your settings are. So you can go back, you know, hey, I want to go back to my time machine backup from three minutes ago or four hours ago or 12 days ago or whatever it is, depending on how much space you have to keep those backups. And it'll it'll keep them for as long as they need to exist and it'll automatically clean them up. It's, It's super handy. Where do you guys have your backups? Uh, stored at I was gonna say I mean I can I can kind of describe my my setup what I've got going on is kind of a multi-tiered redundancy Mm -hmm. so all of the computers in this house are pointing to a Western digital uh, my cloud which is a network uh, a network storage device and that has a three terabyte mirrored um, uh, set up uh, so in, in, a, in an array uh, a mirrored array, RAID array so uh, two three terabyte drives we only write to one and then the the my cloud duplicates that data over to the other that way if one fails we've got the other one and this right, my so- cloud what that allows us to do is have access to that data from anywhere yeah. as long as we've got our sign on and, and password and it also allows us to share anything that we want with people out on the internet so, so that's not actually connected to your computer correct no that is actually hooked up to um our router so that it's accessible either from any machine within the network or via the internet outside of the network so anybody can do this at home they can yes. connect this it's kind of a simple what we would call a nas network attached exactly. storage 
The purpose of that, though, is so that we've got a local copy of all of the data from all of our machines that is I'm looking at the machine right now. If I had to tear into that thing and rip the hard drives out and get the data off of it, I could. could. And it's here. You don't have to download it. You know, if you need to download a terabyte, you don't have to wait overnight for it to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what if both of the hard drives fail within that, that unit? You know, there's any number of things that could happen. And if something happens to where that unit is destroyed, that's not backed up to any other cloud inherently. So now what I also have on top of that is a, um, is a subscription to a service called Crash Plan, and that is true cloud storage. Okay. Um, so and, it's not in the house? Right, no. And what that is, and I did a lot of research on those, and as long as you can do all of your backups from one computer, that is like the lowest cost for maximum storage. It's unlimited storage. Unlimited. Wow. So like, yeah, most most of them out there, you know, they, they cap you at like a terabyte, couple terabytes, maybe three, depending on how much space you need. But CrashPlan is truly unlimited, and if you're a Mac user, you can have your network-attached storage unit, you know, so this MyCloud thing, I can have it mounted as a regular drive. CrashPlan will see it, and it will not only back up everything on my Mac, but everything on the on the attached mm. storage as well. So um, I forget what I, I think it was like 60 bucks a year or something like that. For, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, unlimited storage. I was like, done. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're probably like scaring some people away. So just to kind of reel it in right. from, from all the scary tech talk. <laughs> sure. Like the, the really simple way to, to, to accomplish just making sure that you can go, you know, oh, shit, I had a system update that I need to roll back from, right. or, oh, I shouldn't have deleted that file, or something like that, Mac users' time machine is the way to go because all you have to do, like, the the Mac OS just does all the things for you. So right, you right. just, as long as you have a hard drive and you say, this is my time machine drive, right. then you plug it in. It says, hey, do you want this to be a time machine drive? I mean, you don't even have to go look for it. It just asks, right. and you say yes. And then as long as that's on and as long as you plug that in occasionally, it will just occasionally back up for you. So, you know, if you're using a laptop, which most of us DJs are, you you do have to remember to plug it in now and then. Now you can get what they call time capsule, which is like the network equivalent. It'll just do it over Wi-Fi for you, Mm. which is kind of what you're describing with your, you know, your uh, cloud storage setup. When we say cloud storage... It's just somebody else's computer. It's just, right. (laughs) So if you've ever used Google Drive or Dropbox, you're using cloud storage. So if that helps just get your head wrapped around the concept. It's just being able to access your data on the greater internet and having it duplicated in some way. But I can still back this up in my house, right, on like an external hard drive or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Um, that's what, like Time Machine, that's all that is. It's just just to the the hard drive itself. Now, what I do, and uh, Tripp, you started getting into off-site backups. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, what if my house burns down or, you know, we just had tornadoes come through here through our area and and tore up uh, one of our suburbs here pretty badly. Right. Um, you know, what if something like that happens? Well, cloud storage gets you around that because you know that even if your computer gets sucked up into a tornado and launched three counties over, you still have all that data that you can access through Google Drive or your cloud provider or whatever. Right. 
Um, you, it might take you a long time to pull it back down, but at least it's there. <laughs> it's right. um, what I do to kind of, I, I kind of fudge my offsite backups. I have a detached garage, so it's at least a separate building. Mm-hmm. So I take my time machine drive and I'll rotate it and I'll put it in the garage gotcha. instead of in the house and, and I move them back and forth. Yeah, and I kind of do something similar. I have a, um, a MyCloud, not nearly as big, but then I also have a, a, a portable hard drive. And I keep that in my backpack right, mm. wherever I go, right, yeah. sitting right here, right next to me. Yeah. And I do that uh, whenever I pay my, my rent is when I back it up. Mm. And the so. other cool, just like as a side note, the other cool thing about having an, an always up-to-date time machine backup of your Mac laptop or whatever Mac machine you use is that if you upgrade your computer, buy a new one, um, anything like that you can just restore it from time machine and all that shit just works hmm. like yeah. yeah it's like you never even had yeah it doesn't matter your, if your hardware layout's different if you're going from an iMac to a, a MacBook from 2008 whatever it is as long as it supports time machine it'll just throw everything there it'll put your settings back it'll put your desktop picture the way it was it'll put your files away your your password keychain all that stuff will just land back the way it and was it's glorious another Apple product because I start off with my MacBook and then I got an iMac and I just got an iPad. Um, you just put in your iTunes account and it might not put it in the same order. It might not look the same, but everything is still there. Hmm. Yeah, and, and it's in re- all well hell for my Apple devices now. Are you talking about iCloud? Yeah, with yeah. The iCloud. Yeah. Hmm. Um, now I'm I'm less familiar with current robust backup solutions for like Windows 10 because my my Windows 10 machine is very purpose specific so I just back up the files that I need and I'm I'm not scared of Windows so if shit goes bad I just blow it all away and then start over and right. put my files back on um, Windows is not as not as forgiving as Mac OS when it comes to just restoring from a full system image like right, that right there's um, there's some imaging software solutions out there i know that norton has one there's uh, i mean there's there's a i mean it used to be ghost back in the day right, i don't know right. if that's still a thing I or th- not i think that's what they still call it but you know there and there's there's others that are like that where you just basically once you've got your system to you know some uh uh some uh baseline or whatever after you've done all of your installs get your data where you want it and then you can create an image, and then ideally, if if shit goes haywire, then you can always go back to that image and let it install yeah. that. And that's kind of the same thing, except for um, doing those iterative yeah. backups is uh, not not nearly as seamless. And by the way, when we say system image, that's kind of an industry term for an entire snapshot of your data as it exists on your computer in its entirety. Yeah. So not data like settings and yeah. drivers and all. Uh, I mean, everything. Yeah. Uh, now, Windows 10 does have two utilities. One's called file history, which kind of covers those file iterations. If yeah. you need to like go back in time to a, a previous version of a file or yeah. something like that. And that's fairly helpful. Like if you install a new piece of software and things just aren't working right, right. you just point back to that most recent one mm. and hopefully things will be yeah. as they once were. And then there's also Windows Backup and Restore, which will get the full system image at once. Yeah. For Theoretically. You. Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> I have no experience <laughs> with that on Windows 10, so I can't I've, give I, any I, real yeah, specific I try to, I've always there. been awesome. 
Really? Yeah. I, I've, I did it once. I said with... they've not always been awesome. Oh, you yeah. said not. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had I... pretty good. Uh, a pretty good experience with the old Windows backup from like uh, Windows NT in 2000 yeah, and yeah. XP days, but yeah. I don't know how much different it is. Yeah, I, I, I had to do, or I tried to do it once with Windows 10, and it was just, it, it was an utter failure. I mean, it, 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 it restored some things, but not everything. It just and wasn't it was, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did one on Windows 7, and that one worked. Um, but even then, it was, I don't know if it's just that, you know, once once you have an issue where you have to do that, I don't know if it just makes you feel icky and then I get paranoid and then I'm like, well, if something's wrong, then I'm going to just completely wipe this drive anyway. I'm going to reinstall Windows like that. You know, yeah. that's just, you know, as an IT, you know, guy or I, I just. Yeah. yeah. And so what what I recommend then is because not everybody is as comfortable with just moving data around right. and blowing things away as we are. Right. Um, you know, I, I suggest trying to have a full system image so that you can restore it at the click of a button no matter what right but also to have a just a backup of your most important files that you know how to manage whether that's i'm clicking and dragging this to another hard drive or i'm uploading this to dropbox or whatever it is so in in my case even though i have a, a time machine backup of my entire drive and i can go back in time at any point i keep for instance episodes of the passionate dj podcast and footage that i've edited and show notes and all that stuff on google drive as well right so that allows me a to share it with you (laughs) so that you can do whatever you need to do with it but also provides a secondary backup for all that stuff so that if my house burns down we don't have to shut down the passionate dj podcast right 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 i kind of dove into um the you know what my setup was just because you know I've I've had some issues before and you know so this is what works for me and I'm excited to you know share all of that but I, I think the takeaway from all of that is you know even if it's as simple as just you know get on Amazon.com and pick up a uh, an external hard drive that is big enough to carry all of your data and if that means that you have to just once a month or once a week you know, just take the time to manually do it, Mm -hmm. but copy and paste, you know, whatever data you've got onto that drive. That way, no matter what, you've always got some, some backup of your most important stuff and keep it separate from, you know, keep it offsite, keep it in a safe deposit box, keep it in your car, keep it somewhere safe-ish you yeah. know like hide, hide your kids hide your wife <laughs> right because we back it up everything up in here <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh you know it, 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 you know data redundancy and backing up is it, it can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be but the the, the main point here is just do it because yeah. the one time that you get caught with your pants down and you lose a bunch of data. You lose your, your music library, you lose pictures, you lose whatever. And you know, that that's a painful thing in this, in this digital realm. And the the only, the one thing I will say is, um, you know, that I like that method of like, Hey, I have an external hard drive and I'm just copying and pasting things here because that's something that people generally know how to do by now. Right, you know, right. most people know how to copy files onto a thumb drive, for example, onto a USB key. Most um, people. Most people. However, there is a catch with that in that, especially in a Windows environment, if you have a, 
a folder structure that's too long. Mm-hmm. Like you have nested folders that right. go like untitled folder slash untitled folder slash new project slash whatever. If you have a bunch of that going on mm-hmm. or your file names are really, really long. Right. What ends up happening is sometimes Windows will just go, I can't copy this. And then yeah, it'll right. just freaking stop. <laughs> stop. I, yeah. I had to have it at work. One and night. then you're like, where the did it stop? Yeah. I have. <laughs> so then you just delete and start over and hope that you fix the problem. You know so that's where these utilities really come in handy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think one way to sum up the whole redundancy thing or backup is you, you wind up in one of two categories. You're either glad you did or you wish you had. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we talked a little bit about redundancy planning, but we can come back to that. Mo, you brought up the idea of, of the checklist. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a really good idea because it's, you know, that helps us avoid things like forgetting our headphones adapters or whatever it is. A mixer. <laughs> right. So having just kind of a standard operating procedure checklist for, you know, before a gig, whether that's, you know, uh, you can include whatever is important to you and your situation and that. So, you know, but mostly it's make sure you have all your hardware and, and that kind of stuff. Um, yes. You know, making sure that your your DJ bag has all the stuff in it that it needs. We brought up the idea, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Mo, about calling it a first aid kit. Just making yes. sure that you have, like, extra sets of adapters for things. You know, I, I have a, uh, a little Rubbermaid container that I keep inside my DJ bag, and it has male to female XLR adapters mm-hmm. and female to male XLR adapters and same with quarter inch and same, you know, it converts quarter inch to RCA and I have all these adapters so that no matter what gear that I encounter, mm-hmm. I can plug something into something. Damn it. It's going to work. Right? <laughs> so Something's I've got all that, that covered. Yeah. Sometimes you need to plug three things in yeah. to get to where you need to be, but yep. if it works, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, obviously having, a second method to play so you know for that story that you told mo you had a backup controller mm-hmm. that's the ideal situation right. in, yeah. the, in that case you know right. not not everybody See, is going to find I'm not it, a hoarder <laughs> not everybody's going to find it worth <laughs> it to have like an entire backup set set up yeah. and carry it with them at all times but right. you know just having some level of redundancy i keep around an old tractor audio 8 audio yeah. interface for this purpose you know if i encounter a, a uh, a straight hardware mixer that doesn't support time code and I wanted to use it. Uh, it's something I just keep in my bag. I can toss it in there. It's fine. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. I um, also like the idea of having an in case of emergency mix. So whether that's a CD or on your thumb, thumb drive or whatever, mm. having something that's 30 minutes or 60 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. You know, in case there is a problem, you know, a mixer catches on fire. Ah, what do we do? You know, right? Yeah, right. I, I guess probably a backup mix wouldn't help you in that case, but <laughs> you know, just as <laughs> for instance, might soothe people a little bit. <laughs> you know, you you run into a situation where you know you you need to step away from the decks. There's an emergency, whatever it is. Uh, it's helpful to have stuff that's that's a kind of a general version of your sound that doesn't go too overboard. You know what I mean? It's right. a, a good fallback full of filler just in case you need to keep the beats going while yeah. you sort whatever out. I, I have one for that if I'm doing corporate stuff and I just need yeah. to get the hell away from the table. It's, it's, it's an hour long, like chilled out mix yeah. that will work in like a dinner situation or a cocktail hour. Nice, nice. And I just, I kind of put it low. It's got a nice steady beat to it. You know, kind of like that. I think you, you called it pull music. Oh yeah, patio, patio, <laughs> patio music. yeah, patio yeah. music, yeah, kind of like a, a hipster patio yeah. type <laughs> setting type deal. So nice. 
Uh, the only other suggestion I have uh, as far as the actual like arriving at the gig is to make sure that you get there on time, not get there on time, but get there early so that you have reaction time. Mm-hmm. How, how early do you try and show up? I show up earlier than most people, but I'm I'm weird in that way. Like I like to get there. A lot of times I like to get there when the doors open, but okay. I, I I don't do that as a recommendation. I just do that. Um, but I like to get there at least an hour or half an hour early to yeah, make sure me, that I catch, you know, a good chunk of the last person set, if nothing else. Yeah, all um, if all things are, are going well for me on, on any given gig, I'm there at least an hour early. Um, you know, if I'm running a little bit late, you know, I, I try not to be any later than a half an hour before my set. But even then, you know, half an hour, um, you know, sometimes is not enough you know especially yeah. if you're if you're showing up and you like you know a lot of gigs don't always do like serato setups and stuff you know during sound check you know you, sometimes you just show up and then you're setting up your stuff mm-hmm. to get on yeah. it's a you know sometimes you know the the time code isn't responding or you know you, yep. you got all uh, all kinds of things that can happen only um, left channels coming out or right whatever. right right so when you know sometimes 30 minutes isn't enough to resolve all those issues so 30 minutes is really cutting it close for me i i, I generally try to be there at least an hour early plus that allows you the chance to not just react to problems but also to kind of read the crowd kind of yeah. gauge where everybody's at have some context the, yeah, yeah we the, talk about that side of it quite a bit but we, yeah, I want to make sure I make the point like, hey, it gives you chance to like <laughs> handle stuff if you need to. Exactly. Because, exactly. uh, you know, I'm giving Mo crap over here for forgetting his controller, <laughs> but I've done it and I solved it by getting there way early and yeah. I just went home and got it. So right, right. <laughs> it was at therapy. I don't remember what the event was, but I showed up like, what am I, an idiot? <laughs> so I had to yeah. go home and get it. And- like for me with the, the mobile stuff, yeah, I absolutely know no less than an hour beforehand because I got it yeah. set up and tear oh, down. Yeah. And I'm usually doing it by myself. I mean, I, I don't ever plan on someone being there to help me. Oftentimes there are, and that's super helpful. Yeah, um, if I'm setting up for a mobile gig, we'll come back to mobile too. But yeah. like, I, if if you have the opportunity, I like to get there like early in the day, like where there's hours separated between the event, if you're able to do that. Well, like for me, I have a gig tomorrow for a benefit, and I went and set up my stuff after work today. Oh, yeah, there you go. So... To me, ideally, you know, I do a lot of stuff locally. If I can do that, I will just because it gives me time for something stupid to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I did my sound check. You know, there were people in there. So the sounds were bouncing off of people because I actually did it while people were working out. Yeah. So it's going to give me a realistic. uh, Nice. realistic expectation of what it's going to sound like tomorrow so so right. let's let's go ahead and dive into that a little bit since you you kind of cover most of the the mobile gigs out of our little crew here what uh what other considerations do you what do you worry about <laughs> when you're playing a mobile gig and how do you work against that i mean some of this is going to be the data stuff that we've talked about yeah. and all that but what about i mean you had there are special considerations with you know working with whoever hired you for example and so what do you run into so I guess if we want to back it up from the beginning, like things like contracts, mm. you know, talking, you know, when someone reaches out to me, say, hey, can you do X, Y and Z? And I think I've talked about it before. Like I send them a survey monkey, like like ten, I ask them about 10 questions. So when is it? Where is it? Is it indoors or outdoors? You know, is there power available? Um, That's so smart. Uh, is there Wi-Fi? Do, you know, do you want basic sound, premium sound? You know, because you got to upcharge people. You got to make yeah. them sound like they're getting a deal. Right, right. <laughs> and then, um, 
things like, are you interested in other things to make it, I guess, kind of make, make myself look a little bit bigger than I actually am. Mm-hmm. But I have the capacity to, to reach out to photographers and photo booths and caterers and stuff like that to try and make myself look a little bit more, you know, of a businessman versus just, you know, some dude who happens to DJ. Hey, if you can provide that value to them, and, they people will gladly pay for that convenience. That's right. So, um, you know, I, and I ask them all those general questions and then I usually call them and then if it's like a corporate gig, I'll just send them a contract and say, hey, you know, this is my prices. You know, these are all my fees. You know, and of course, you know, you always overcharge. And then you on the on my little comment section, I'm like, OK, well, I'll give you a discount for this because it's for a high school dance mm. or, well, you know, you're military. So I'll give you this. Oh, it's a benefit. OK, well, I'll only charge you half price. That's cool. You so know? that gives you an opportunity to kind of keep your prices down without like devaluing yourself. Correct. So you're you're setting a bar at a certain point. Exactly. And I learned that That's from Kilma because smart. she talked about with her when her mother was DJing. I think it was that she was referencing like she would mm-hmm. only charge like X amount and she wasn't getting gigs. Yeah. So she raised her prices and then she started getting gigs. Perceived value. Perceived value. Right, right. Uh, if it's a wedding, I'll, I, I specifically have a meeting with the couple. Yeah. Um, because one, I want to make sure. Like that, an in-person. Exactly. I'll, I'll meet them like, you know, a coffee joint or have lunch or something because I, I need to meet the people and make sure I'm going to work with them because, yeah, I can take their money. But if I'm going to be frustrated and pissed off for five hours. It's not worth the money. So it depends on how much money. <laughs> <laughs> I could be pretty frustrated for uh, for a certain for some price. change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's one of those opportunities where I can still maintain my individual integrity. Sure, um, and I would just rather not um, deal with certain types of people. Right, right. You know, and I, and I'm not saying I don't like you know people. The bridezilla factor is bridezilla factor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to, um, I want an ultra music festival for the price of, you know, a garage band, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> right, you know, right. I want all these lights. I want up, I want up lighting. I want, I want uh, tablecloths. I want all this stuff, but I only want to pay a hundred dollars. You know, well, good luck with that because you're yeah. only going to get that for, you know, a significant larger price. Yeah. So, ha- so you, you avoid a lot of those problems by just kind of being in communication correct like early yeah yeah and this way is way before you get there way before i get there you know this is you know most people plan weddings i'd say no i've, I've had people plan out as far as a year as right. little as three months right um so just trying to head that off at the pass um i don't really advertise a lot most of my business is through word of mouth and i like to keep it that way because you know i do enjoy having weekends but um Sometimes people call people and say, hey, you know, we heard you do this. So you know, knowing who referred me also plays a factor into that. Um, yeah, because if you can, if somebody says a certain name, you know, Susie uh, told me about this. Yeah. And then Susie brings back some pretty bad memories of, exactly. you know, whatever. Then, mm, you know, <laughs> yeah, she was the guilt one that, by association. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that made me play the Macarena four times. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then um so again because you know with the different avenues so if it's a wedding i like to try and uh, hit them up you know on some regular interval to make them know i'm still alive and i'm still engaged and care about their business but specifically i ask them to make me the bride and the groom i ask them to send me like a playlist of about 12 songs okay just so i can get an idea of what they consider to be good music so that's enough room for them to give you multiple ideas mm-hmm. without saying here's what exactly what we want you to play exactly because if they give me a list of 50 songs I'm gonna why are you there yeah. yeah why am i there <laughs> but if they give me a list of 12 that's making them uh 
be a little bit more cautious about what 12 songs they put on there. So there's a little bit more thought versus just mm. them just co copying their Spotify folders and sending them to me. So when, when we're talking about in a club situation, you know, trip, if you, your car explodes or one of us is sick or something like that, usually there's, you know, the promoter can grab somebody or can, can figure out how to make music keep happening. Mm -hmm. What about in the case of a mobile gig where you're playing a wedding or something and you're, and you're sick? Have you ever run into that? And what do you uh, do? Fortunately, not yet. But in my contract, it says specifically if I can't, if, if it's due to illness or injury or something, um, that I'll refund them all their money. But if, if I, but I'll, I think it's, I had a lawyer look at all my stuff. So that's why it's very, it's okay. worded very specifically. Uh, yeah. Pay the money to have a lawyer look at your contracts and you always, always, always hashtag always use contracts because it's, it's for your own benefit because you'll have some crazy things happen. Protect yourself. Wear a contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the next t-shirt. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it says in my like if it's because of my my negligence, but I still show up late, I'll refund you for whatever time I didn't perform a service. But if I don't show up completely, um, you get all your money back. But I try and have some redundancy into that. Like I have a couple of friends that DJ as well, and yeah, um, a couple of people on speed dial. <laughs> well, actually, it's you two. You just don't know it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just haven't re but, received that call yet because he's that reliable. Yeah. <laughs> but just some people that I know that kind of operate in the same space that I've met through yeah. just other friends, and just say, "Hey, you know, you mind if I keep you as a backup?" And they've and they've re we've reached out both ways because. Um, Actually, one of those guys, he couldn't cover a gig, and he actually called me, and, and he referred me. And uh, as I got the text message, I was getting a phone call at the same time. Hey, so-and-so referred me to you. Do you think you could do X gig? Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, bro, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for the solid. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so I guess getting to the day of the gig, again, depending on what it is, well, I'll always show up an hour early. If they have access to the venue, like, like the day in advance, I like to go set up. You know, there's been a couple of weddings where they had the venue for like the entire weekend. So mm -hmm. I show up the day before. That's I set nice. up, do a soundtrack, um, kind of talk to them. You know, you know, feign some enthusiasm about how excited I am. <laughs> you know, to be the part of their wedding and everything. Um, right. Especially with the weddings, you want to make sure that you can. You know, because I personally don't like to MC and DJ at the same time. Right. Mm. Um, I feel I can do one or the other. I just don't like doing both. Some people feel comfortable with it. I just don't. Meaning in the same set or night or just meaning literally simultaneously, simultaneously. like transitioning and talking. Yeah. Some people like ask me to do that and I'm like, uh, I can do it, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I let them know that and I explain to them why I was like, I, I'd like to focus on one or the other Yeah. because otherwise I'm cheapening your experience and I bring all this emotional stuff into it and like, but if that's what you want, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do my best to work with you. You're signing the check, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, you know, usually with the wedding, you'll have the, they'll announce the bridal party and then they do the first dance and all that stuff. Uh, I've had friends that have encountered issues where like they couldn't pronounce the names. Mm. Um, so running through that beforehand. That's a good point. Making sure that uh, for those first dances that you have the right version of the song that they want. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I know you used to do weddings trips, so I'm sure you were faced with that, oh, too. Oh, you wanted me to play the clean version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, corporate stuff, the high school stuff, you know, and the sporting stuff, 98.5% of that, I keep it clean. There might be a shit in there. Yeah. Or, you know, but also, like I've said before, just because the title says it's clean doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's clean. 
Yeah, it's subjective. <laughs> it, yeah, it, that can yeah. be subjective. Uh, but also, one key thing when you're doing these uh, gigs that would require a contract is make sure that you get a deposit. Because I had this happen recently okay. where I think the uh, couple had reached out to me about 10 months in advance and they reached and they, and they contacted me and said they were calling off the wedding or they weren't calling off the wedding. They were just scaling back and they were like, and their justification for asking me for their deposit back is that I hadn't done that much work for them as of yet, hmm. but they don't. And what they failed to realize is that because I secured that date for them because of the deposit they gave me, I had to turn down other gigs that were, and one of them was actually a corporate gig that I would have made, you know, probably double what I was going to make from them. And I was already cutting them a, a deal. Right. So, I had to fight the urge to get really irritated and pissy with them because, you know, they don't know. Yeah. You know, and they don't know that you've been sitting there every night working on it. Or yeah. Something. yeah. <laughs> for nine months, I was waiting for this gig. <laughs> so, you know, and, and stick to those things. But yeah, but there are extenuating circumstances where sure. I had one where the the spouse or the, the fiance got deployed. Mm. I'm not going to take I'm not going to keep his money. Right. And I gave yeah. that back to him. What about considerations as a promoter? Uh, Trip, maybe you can speak to this. What uh, what disasters do you worry about and try to prepare for ahead of time when what? you're the person in charge of the event? Um, I mean, there's some silly things like make sure you have your door person has enough money in the drawer and uh, you right. know your typical bar stuff. But yeah, so the 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 core of it all is redundancy communication and insurance hmm. you know the redundancy kind of is this is pretty much the same but instead of talking about you know uh your data or your digital music or or even your physical music media uh redundancy uh is required at a lot of different levels so hmm. Hardware, um, for example. Right. It, it, that's that's the very first thing that comes to mind because, yeah, you might secure, you know, a couple sets of CDJ 2000s and a 900 Nexus and all that stuff, and uh, but you've got two stages. Well, what happens when a CDJ fries out or somebody spills a beer on it or, or you know, any one of those things? So what we've always done... Uh, when I was, uh, when me and uh, Jason within the group, whenever we threw a, a bunch of parties, we always had another set of turntables and mixer or CDJs and a mixer in somebody's trunk. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't always our trunk, you know, because if somebody knows that you're just, just rolling just around, some random person in the <laughs> parking lot, hundreds in the <laughs> right, back, right? You know, all of a sudden windows are smashed, and yeah. you know, but um, you know, so having some some hardware backup that way if yeah. something goes awry you can just you know do a hot swap you know and and, and fix the situation and, and i'm sure sorry to cut you off but nope. i'm sure uh tony would chime in here and say especially in like a festival situation oh yeah a lot of these oh. big setups have like four cdjs even if they're only using two cdjs well right. guess what that's partially because that gives you a lot of redundancy you can yeah, have exactly. two players explode and you can still play a Keep set playing right exactly yeah, he talked about an event he was the manager for last year where someone threw a two liter of coke on yeah. the stage and it just destroyed a nexus setup yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you, you don't plan for that it, no you, i mean uh i've got i've got a uh, a little trinket on my desk 
at work that says foolproof systems do not <laughs> take into account the ingenuity of fools. So <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know, so yeah, somebody throwing a two liter from the crowd onto a stage, yeah. that's definitely foolish. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so I cut you off. So no, communication, yeah, so redundancy. Yeah, so the, so um, yeah, redundancy uh, also in your staffing. So, you know, mm. Tony talks a lot about how as 3DM, we um, we have a lot of people that you know we redundantly uh, post on a, on everybody's social media accounts and stuff like that. But we also back each other up as far as the day of the show. Yeah, like I very rarely, and I I'm using this in air quotes here, work a 3DM show. But Tony knows, hey. If Mo can't make it as as security, or if so and so can't make it as security, or to you know drive um, um, talent around, or whatever the case may be, I'm available. Yeah, and, and that's a good point in general. The 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 big benefit that three dimensional has there is that they've built a team that they can right. fall back on when they need to. Exactly. Same with Passionate DJ Podcast. We've got a team. Right. We we support each other up when we need to, and you know you. You help me trip, uh, fill in outlines when I'm not available to do it, or it's a subject matter that you're more well versed in. And you and know, I've got I'm, Mo working on ambassador project on the side, and I, you know, it having a team or a group of people that you can rely on is its own form of redundancy and support. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so communi- that so especially when you're dealing with a team environment, you know, communication um, is is one of those things where. None of that stuff will work if people aren't talking to each other, right? Yeah. Correct. So, um, you know, a lot of disasters can, as far as um, communication issues, can be resolved by just simply communicating with people. Um, so within the team, you know, make sure everybody knows what their what, what their, their role what is. their role yeah. is, and and that there's no question going forward. To your point about contracts and stuff like that, you know, in, in the promoting realm, you know, it's the same thing. You know, you got to make sure you're on the line with these agents. You got to make sure you're on the line mm-hmm. with your local talent, your your uh, um, your venue, and all of that stuff, and make sure that everybody at all times knows where they're at and where they're supposed to be, and 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 what is going to be expected of that night. If I call a venue six months before a a, a you know a show. We all agree on it, and then I just show up the day of, you know that that's that's a recipe for disaster, right? Anything that's asking can happen. for trouble. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, make sure that you know whatever you're trying to plan, communication is definitely key. Um, and then insurance. Uh, I think it was Chris Rock who said insurance is called in, in case, case shit. shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? you never need it in case shit. But y'all, y'all need it in case shit happens. That's right. That's so right. as the promoter that's throwing a, I'll say, legitimate show at mm-hmm. a an actual venue, this is a bar, a music venue or something. Sure. How much of that insurance thing is your responsibility? Depends on the venue. Okay. So some venues have that insurance built in especially if they uh, if they uh, uh serve liquor they have to have it yeah. you know so um, i think it just falls under general liability right right yeah. now we have we as in the groove we we have thrown shows where we've had to get insurance policies in the past on venues that were not your your traditional uh music venue or club yeah. environment so, you know so if you're throwing a one-off rave in like a vfw hall or um, you know, or some other, you know, venue that's not typically used to that sort of thing. 
Um, you know, we've gotten your, you get event insurance. Yeah. yeah. Event insurance, you know, it's, it covers, you know, however much you, you buy it for a million or $2 million or whatever it is. Yeah. The and things then, like speakers falling on somebody right, or right. someone tripping over a cable and chipping a tooth. Exactly. Exactly. Know. So, I mean, I, I would say those would be the three main areas for me. Mo, do you have, um, an insurance policy that, that comes into place with the mobile gigs? I have, an, uh, insurance on my equipment. And then I, um, depending on what the situation is, I'll get event insurance. Uh, generally, if it's in a facility where they normally, like, like weddings and stuff like that, if right. it's a banquet hall, yep. um, they have insurance that covers that, which because I'm contracted, sometimes I may or may not be covered. But my general event insurance policy um, may or may not cover that as well. So I kind of have to mm. make sure that I understand that fully between the facility and my uh, insurance carrier. And since we're talking insurance anyway, you know, mm-hmm. just bearing in mind, not only being out playing somewhere, but just keeping your stuff safe at home. home. Yeah. Um, your a, a lot of your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance policies will cover some certain amount of this stuff, but you, you definitely need to talk to your agent or figure out what those policies are because they're, even if it's covered, it might not be worth it. it In my own case, for example, when I, when my laptop and everything got stolen, um, I, I came to find out that it was just it wasn't worth it for me to make a claim. I should I just ate the cost. And I mean, this was insurance. like thirty five hundred dollars yeah. worth of stuff, and right. I just ate the cost, right. which is a terrible thing to find out. You know, once it's too late. But well, and especially if it's you know for if it's your homeowner's insurance, um, you know. You want to save those those claims for, for catastrophic incidents, right? You know, right. you need a new roof, or you, your siding gets ripped off by a tornado, or you know, any right. any, any of those like major home things. Not, I dropped my laptop off a bridge, or yeah, whatever. right. Yeah. So for that specific reason, um, uh, I, I also have all of my equipment insured separately from homeowners and it's it's really not that expensive it uh, you know it just kind of depends on how much equipment you have and how far you want to uh uh insure it to and what do you want your deductible to be and and even with that there's a couple ways to go so like you can insure your gear in your house with a like a high value item policy right but when this is what I learned is if you're using it for business purposes, you have to get a separate policy for that. Correct. So if I'm at a show and a speaker falls down, I can't file that claim against my homeowner's insurance because it wasn't being used in my home. Right. It was being used right. for business purposes. I specifically have yeah. mine covered as a, as even though most of my gear never sees any, anything outside of here, but I did that very specifically uh, got that kind of an insurance policy just in case, especially for like a laptop. I mean, those go everywhere, right? Yeah. And you know, when you're talking about you know that Mac tax, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, you know, it's replacing something with that with those kinds of specs, you know, it, it, it's it's, it's definitely worth cheap, it, yeah. right? I'm coming back around to the the theft point. You know, it's always a good idea to have pictures of all your serial numbers oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Um, that's good for your insurance policy as well. I, I, yeah, I was going to say when I set my insurance policy up, that's the first thing I did. I took yeah. pictures of everything. I took pictures of the serial plates and I took down all of the serial numbers, provided all of that. That way, in the in the event that anything happens, 
All I got to do is, you know, have that. If I don't even have that, which I do, you know, it's all redundantly backed up as we talked about before. Um, but, you know, in the event that something were to happen, then all I got to do is just pull that yeah. and hand it over to the police. So, yeah, you know. it, it's good for uh, police reports as well as uh, insurance policies. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. The good thing about Macs, if someone buys a hot Mac and they try and, you know, start using it, it'll flash up there saying, hey, this Mac is stolen. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that that brings me to the next point. There, There is definitely good recovery software out there for portable devices like laptops, smartphones, tablets, hmm. and stuff. Um, there are a number of them out there. I'm not going to try to cover them all. Um, and mainly because I don't want you to know which ones I'm using. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there are ones out there which will, for example, like you said, they'll disable the machine or it will say, here's a G- general GPS location or a Wi-Fi location of this device or, or, or a here's a shot device. of their face. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've tested the, yeah, yeah, wipe the device. Yeah, so there, there are uh, ways that you can... really horrible screeching sound. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there there are a number of ways that you can kind of you know once again, as long as you had the that proactive you know thinking ahead of time to install that stuff and you know then you're good to go. Um, it doesn't cover every scenario. It doesn't guarantee you're going to get it back, but every little bit helps, right? Right. And a lot of those, I mean, some of them are subscription based. Some of them are just you know you pay one time, you know, forty dollars or something, and then you have the software with unlimited lifetime updates, and so just. Right. You know, I, I don't have a big comparison chart to tell you which one to pick, but just know that they're out. Well, there. Uh, right. I was that's what I was gonna say. Do we your could homework. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could be here forever trying to compare even just five, you know, di- five to ten different pieces of software that do different things. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the last point I have along those lines is just you know, having a general sense of what I'll call spatial awareness. You know, my <laughs> When my stuff got stolen, you know, this is, she's seven years ago now. When my stuff got stolen, it was all in a ready-to-steal bag, right? It was in a carrying, with a carrying handle. It was all together. I had my headphones and my cables and my laptop and everything in it. And, you know, I was at an event where I, I wasn't really concerned. I was surrounded by my friends, and, and I wasn't, it wasn't even really on my mind that it could happen, which is, a, you know, the first mistake, right? Right. And I had kind of just left it somewhere and walked away. And I think I even tried to leave the venue without it. You know, I just mm. scatterbrained and didn't really think about it. Right. And that's when it happened, you know. And I could have just had that on my back or put locked it in my trunk or something and could have avoided the whole mess, right? Sure. So just kind of make sure, like, I don't want people walking around like paranoid all the time thinking that you, this is going to happen all the time, but... Well, but the reality is... You got to be aware. Yeah. yeah. You just have, be smart. Yeah. You have to be aware, and, and um, there are people out there who are, you know, just looking... Opportunists. Yeah, yeah. Just looking to take uh, advantage of, of an opportunity to just wipe that kind of stuff up. We've been and, at and, this for, you know, at least I have. I've been at this for, you know, 20 plus years. I can't count how many times i've heard of mixers being stolen or mm-hmm. you know turntables or entire rigs or a speaker or, i had an and, entire speaker rack 
get stolen. <laughs> right. Like right. a six foot. That takes some planning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, to, to this day, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> and you kind of have to, it, you could still be pissed off about it, but you kind of got to respect. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to yeah. respect yeah. the gangster. What yeah. the f- I'm almost not even mad. <laughs> yeah. Right. The fact that you. No, I'm mad. I'm, yeah. I'm still mad. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and people that have sticky fingers like that are, are amazingly good at justifying it to themselves. Sure. And, sure. you know, in my case, the the term, I heard it straight from the horse's mouth, the term ground scoring, as if mm. that made it okay because they they just happened across it on the ground as if it wasn't a bunch of stuff that had my name all over it, right? <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is just the kind of stuff that you, and, you know, I hate to to put a negative spin on it, but we're here in Ohio. We're right in the heart of the opioid epidemic, and right. so you've got people looking for stuff to ground score all, all the time. All the time, yeah. So it's definitely something to be aware of. Yeah. Um, but uh, any last points on redundancy, backups, just being prepared for disaster in general? Uh, Cover yeah, we covered promoters, we covered a mobile side, we could, you know weddings and don't try and cover every contingency all up front at once right? yeah. yeah over time you know just identify what's most important to you and attack those things either by like i said what's most important or what you can afford right uh, mm-hmm. and, and go from there because i mean we've all been at this for a significant part of our lives and we got to these stages you're like i didn't start off having a complete redundant system you know, it just happened over time. Right, right. You know, this isn't something you're going to accomplish tomorrow. You know, but if you take, have to do, steps. if you have to do one thing, find out how to get a backup of your data. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you know, three thousand dollar laptop can get stolen. You can have a bad gig. Whatever. All that stuff can and will potentially happen. But data is one of those things that if you lose it, it's just gone forever. And you right. might be able to go back and get some of your songs back, but what else is on? What yeah, contracts? What you know? What else is on there that's important to your brand, your logos, but any even of that just stuff. the music alone, right. all the time you spent tagging and labeling and putting cue points. Yeah. You know? Yep. And we're not even talking about producers here. Yeah. Right, right. All this stuff is like tenfold. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, for anybody who's younger or has just been lucky enough to not have anything major like any of what we've talked about happen to them, you know, uh, to David's point, be be proactive. Make the choice to be proactive because if you're not, when it does happen, you know, it, it, it sucks. It's, it's a, a really it, horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling and, and, it, and yeah. it's pretty... It's pretty drafty when your pants are around your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it absolutely pays to put in the time now rather to, than to have that panic moment at the gig. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being proactive instead of reactive when you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Now what? You know, the more of these building blocks you have into place, the better off you are. Yeah. For sure. So awesome. Well, that, that's I think that's going to pretty much cover all the bases. Of course, if you have any more specific technical questions, uh, Trip or I will be glad to answer those. David or Trip at passionatedj.com. Uh, we will do our best. You know, every scenario is a little different, and it's right. hard to give remote support over email. But right, right. we do at least have some experience with this stuff, and we'll we'll help wherever we can. And if if some of this wasn't entirely clear, you know, feel free to shoot us a voicemail and say, "Hey, w- what were you talking about with that raid array? Blah 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 blah. Any right. stuff? Blah blah blah. <laughs> well, gigahertz one point. We'll gladly go back and clear any of that. Up. <laughs> 
And then the the last thing I want to do is ask our audience to go ahead and send in voicemails to use for episode 100. This is coming up very soon. And so we want to, uh, you know, if you just have a word of congratulations, if you want to tell us your favorite thing about the podcast or your favorite show, uh, the most important thing you've learned, anything like that, uh, or if you just want to send us congratulations, we would love to have those messages and play them on the show for our entire audience to hear. So Without you guys, we're just four dudes sitting in a room staring at each other telling horrible jokes we're still that <laughs> i mean either way we're that <laughs> exactly at his very foundation yeah we're gonna do that all right awesome guys this has been the passionate dj podcast easy later peace thanks for listening to the passionate dj podcast at www.passionatedj.com Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionate DJ or on Twitter at DJ with passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. Uh